like to say good morning, everybody. It's good being in the Lord's house this morning, and uh, I appreciate that last song. Uh, it's probably one of the very first ones we ever learned, but it's, it's one of the best. Little ones to him belong. Uh, I'm glad I'm still a little one, and I still belong to the Lord. Uh, thankful that I'm weak and he's strong. I know where my strength comes from. Um, but it, it's good to be here this morning. I appreciate our children. And I appreciate everyone that's come out to learn about the Lord. Uh, I, I've always loved Sunday school, and I, I still love Sunday school. It's just it's a good place to be. It doesn't matter how, how old you get. Um, there's something you can share with someone else or something the Lord's willing to share with you, and it's a good place for our children to learn about the Lord. So uh, I just... I'm just, I'm excited to be here today, so um, I'll ask Terry to say uh, dismissal of Sunday school. We appreciate being in God's house, and it uh, seemed like our crowd's down a little this morning. I, I hope people ain't sick. Uh, I know we got some that are. We need to pray for them. But uh, uh, our lesson this morning's in the 10th chapter of the book of Acts, and uh, starts to 34th, the lesson starts at the 34th verse. And uh, it's a familiar story. You can go ahead where the lesson is today. And, and Peter was in Joppa, uh, and, and God, he was in Simon the Tanner's house, I believe. And... Uh, God let down a sheet, had all kinds of different animals and stuff on it, told him to slay, kill, and eat. And he said, not so, Lord, for nothing common or unclean's ever entered my mouth. And uh, God told him, and he'd done this three times. God told him, what God has cleansed, called thou not common or unclean. And uh, uh, people that have been saved, and now, 
I want everybody needs to understand, and I hope I think probably here everybody here does. This carcass you're looking at ain't saved. God's going to change it in the resurrection, but our our soul's been saved by the grace of God, and it's perfect. God put God put Satan out of there, and his and his goods with him, and he sealed that till the day of redemption. Sin can't get in there. There's never been any sin in my soul since the day I got saved. And there never will be. Now, there's been all kinds of sin in this guy you look at. And uh, the wages of sin is death, the Bible said. So one of these days that sin's going to kill this thing you look at. But in the resurrection, we'll get up with a glorified body like the Lord and and be perfect, both soul and body. But uh, Paul, uh, that's leading up to this lesson. He he uh, said, "Slay, kill, and eat." And then just shortly after he seen that, there was some men come from Cornelius, and Cornelius was a Roman centurion, and. Uh, but the Bible said he he was a religious man. Now, I don't know how much, how religious he was, but he was a religious. And the Bible said he prayed, and God and God told him that may be in the lesson. I don't know. God told him to send down to Joppa and and for Simon Peter, and he'd come and tell him what he needed to do. You know, we we to get to the lesson then. And uh, said, then Peter opened his mouth and said of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. And uh, the Jews were real strict most of the time, most of them were, on not having any dealings with Gentiles. Uh God told them. God told them not, not to mingle with, the, with the Gentiles, more or less. That, I can't quote them scriptures, but, uh, and he told he's told us the same thing, in a in a different different manner. God had a reason. He he said, now, if you if you hang out with them people, you you're gonna get, and I'm I'm just saying this way. I'd say it. You hang out with them people, you're going to get to worshiping their gods and their idols, and and uh, you're going to get in trouble. That's the reason he didn't want them hanging out with them. It wasn't it wasn't that he didn't want them to reach out to them people, but it's he didn't want them partaking in them people's sins. And he told us to keep ourselves unspotted from the world. That's us that have been saved. You don't you don't get out. You don't get out and run around with your friends like you did before you got saved and go bar hopping or whatever. Uh, it just don't work. God don't allow it. Now, I, well, I, I'll, I'll say it that a different way. God will let you do it if that's what you want to do. But it ain't his will that you do that. But anyway, uh, 
God, God's no respecter of persons. Now, let me read the next verse. But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. In every nation, Gentiles, Jews, whatever. And that didn't just start right here. A lot of people say, well, that, that just got started here. They, they, they didn't preach to the Gentiles. Read the, book of, read the book of Jonah. God called Jonah to go down to Nineveh and preach to them people down there. 120,000 people lived there. And they, they were basically what they was calling Gentiles, the Assyrians. And actually, they were the enemies of Israel. And God called Jonah to go down there and preach to them. And everybody knows that story real well. And uh, Jonah ran the other direction. He didn't want to go because they, he didn't like them people. They were, they were the enemies of Israel. But finally, God, God, and, the, God and the fish convinced him to go. And uh, he went down there, and he, he just had a little short message. Yet in 40 days shall Nineveh be overthrown. That was his message. And the greatest, probably the greatest revivals that I know anything about, all 120,000 people that lived in Nineveh repented. And the king come down off of his throne and repented. And that was, that was a lot of years before this happened. So God, the Bible said it wasn't his will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's A-L-L, -L, that's Gentiles, Jews, whatever your ethnic background is, God wants you saved. And uh, he wanted the Gentiles saved. And uh, the Bible said... The grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. And that's past tense. It's already appeared to all men. God, and if it ain't come your way yet, you can bank on it. It'll come. God's got it fixed. God had a time fixed for me in 1956 on a Sunday morning. When he spoke to me and called me to repentance, that was my time. And I believe he had that fixed before the foundation of the world. And we, if we're not careful, we'll limit God's knowledge and what he's able to do. The Bible, God foreknew all things. There's nothing, there's nothing in my life from the time I was born till the time I leave here that God don't know everything about. 
And he even knows my thoughts. And he knows what I'll think tomorrow. And uh, we can't understand that because we can't do it. So it's, it's hard for us to understand. But that's absolute fact. And God, God's got all power. He, all he has to do is speak a word and it's done. And one of these days, he's, now I keep getting back to this, but one of these days, he's going to tell Jesus, it's time to go get your people and bring them home. And that'll be the end of everything that we know down here. This, this world's going to be dissolved, the Bible said, with a fervent heat. It's going to burn. Everything we look at is going to be destroyed. There won't even be any smoke left. I believe it'll, it'll be gone just like it was when God spoke it into his existence. He spoke it into existence out of nothing. And when he speaks it out of existence, it'll be nothing again. Anyway, anybody got a comment? But every nation, in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. And if you, if you can repent, believe what God, what God preaches to you, Isaiah, the 53rd chapter of the book of Isaiah, that first verse, Isaiah said, Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? And you read the rest of that chapter, and he's, he's preaching about Jesus. The death, burial, and the resurrection are all in that chapter. And, uh, uh, and he, was preaching, he was preaching that back. That, Isaiah was 750 years before Christ. And he was preaching it then. And... Uh, you go back to the book of Job, and according to some, some people, Job's probably the oldest book in the Bible. That was before there was any Jews. And uh, he said, I know that my Redeemer liveth, and he shall stand upon the earth in the latter days. He was talking about Jesus coming to pay the debt for him. And... Uh, he said, if a, man, if a man die, shall he live again? He said, all my appointed days will I wait till my change come. Thou shalt call, and I will answer thee. So he knew all about the resurrection. He knew about Jesus. And that was probably 4,000 years or close to it before Jesus came. So... People, people say they didn't, they didn't know back, they didn't have all this written word back then. I don't know, I don't know what they did have. It, it was according to what area of time they lived in, I guess. But they didn't have all this written word. But they had the same spirit. Elihu. In the, I, I believe maybe the, uh, it's 34th chapter or something like that in, in Job or 32nd chapter. 
Elihu said, There is a spirit in a man, and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. Same spirit that gives us understanding. If you want, the Bible said, He that lacketh understanding, I, I may not be quoting this exactly right, or lacketh wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. That's by the Holy Spirit. Now, I'll tell you what I've done once. Not this off the lesson, but I hadn't been saved too long, and I, I was talking to a guy about a scripture. Uh, anyway, he was trying to tell me it meant this something, and I said, no, it don't, but I couldn't convince him. I didn't know enough about the scriptures to tell him what. But anyway, I got to, I got to wondering about that scripture, and I asked I asked everybody I thought would know and didn't get an answer. And uh, finally, I just give up. I mean, I just kind of forgot about it for a long time. And it went on. I was, teach I was teaching this class, trying to, over on Albert Street. And that that scripture came up in a Sunday school lesson. And I still didn't know what it was talking about. And I got to church on Sunday morning and was standing back in the back waiting for time to go, and God gave it to me. And it was a simple, a little kid could have understood it. But he kept it hid from me because I wanted to, I wanted to show that guy up. You know, I wanted it for the wrong reason. And uh, so God didn't give it to me because I didn't want it for the right reason. When I needed it for the right reason, he gave it to me. God's word's not, not to argue about. And I know we, we need to stand up for the truth. But it's not, it's, if, if, I'm sure if me and Terry sat down and talk long enough on the scriptures, we'd find something we didn't quite agree on. But if we started a big argument and a big fight about it and, and got, tried to get people on our side, we'd have a church divided right down the middle. Or, or you know what I'm saying. It just caused a big, big ruckus that wouldn't accomplish nothing, just a big tear up. And God's not the author of confusion. We can be talking about scriptures and, and good things, and if we're talking about them in the wrong spirit, we're causing confusion. So, uh, well, if, if we need understanding and really need it, God will give it to us. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word I say ye know, which was published throughout all Judea, and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. Now, Peter said to Cornelius and them, he said, that word, you know it, you've heard it. And uh, 
if 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 he hadn't if he hadn't heard about Jesus, if he hadn't heard about God, he wouldn't have been praying to God to begin with. And uh, if I believe if a person if a person really desires in their heart to be saved. The Bible said, seek and you shall find. Knock and it'll be open to you. And if, if a person wants to get saved and they set their heart in that direction, I believe God will give them the opportunity. He's going to give everybody an opportunity anyway. But if... if the, the day I got saved, they... I, I go back to that all the time, but that's that's the greatest day in my life. But they was they was ever bit as good a church, if not better, over on Albert Street in, in 1956 as there is here now. There's more people here now. God's blessed us, and we still still got a great church. And I, I brag on this church all the time. I'm, uh, I've been here all my life, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for nothing. God's blessed us real good. But what I'm saying, when I, when I was a boy, there was people in this church that I looked up to, just like I do now. There's people here now that I look up to. Some of the greatest people that ever lived, in my opinion. And when I was a boy, I looked up to them people. And I, when the, when the preacher would get up and preach, I, I knew he was telling the truth. I'd been taught that. And uh, when, when somebody shouted, I knew they was happy. I knew what they were shouting about. Or I had an idea anyway. And uh, I, I looked up to them people. And uh, and that was a big help to me the day God called me. And, uh, and that's why we're here this morning. If, if, if we've been living right, which I, I believe everybody here does, if we've been living the way God wants us to live, then we can have an influence on some of our friends and our relatives or whatever and, and maybe convince them that they need what we got. That's, that's what church is all about. We, I mean, we socialize, and that's okay, nothing wrong with that. And I think, I think we ought to love one another. And we ought to get along real good. But the main thing we have church for is to let our people know that they need Jesus. That's, that's the whole thing. And in order, in order for us to do that, we've got to live right. That's, I just throw that in. But we gotta we gotta try our best to live right. Anybody got anything? 
how God anointed Jesus from Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Jesus lived 30, about 33 and a half years here on earth. And the Bible said he went about doing good. He lived 33 and a half years, and this, this is beyond us. But he lived, them, he lived out them whole 33 and a half years without one sin. Absolutely no sin. It wasn't because he wasn't tempted. The Bible said he was tempted in all manner like as we are, yet without sin. So he, anything, anything that you've been tempted with or ever will be tempted with, Jesus faced it and defeated it. And uh, the, last, the last thing we'll be faced with is death. And he defeated that also. When he, he went to the cross and died, and on the third morning he got up. He got up that we could have that hope. So God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost. And if you've been saved by the grace of God, he anointed you with the same Holy Ghost. He gave you the same. Now, he didn't, you're, you're not Jesus. We're not. But we've got his spirit in us if we've been saved by the grace of God. And if we, if we'll try our very best, God will give us power when we need it. And God will and Terry probably be preaching here in a little while. But God has to give him that power. The power comes from on high. He don't... Now, I'll say this. He has to study. If he didn't never read his Bible, he might not never get a message to preach on We gotta, we gotta do our part, but the power comes from God. And if God don't give us the power, we ain't got none. We can get up and tell a story if we want to, but that's all it'd be—just a story. So, the anointed Jesus, and we. Now, listen, and we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Now, Peter said, maybe I might be in the fifth chapter of the book of Acts, I'm not sure, but he was, talk, he was talking to some people about the death, burial, and the resurrection. And he said, we are, wit we are his witnesses of these things. And so also is the Holy Ghost, which he giveth to all them that believe. So he said, we're his witnesses. They were there. They witnessed those things personally in the flesh. But so also did the Holy Ghost. And uh, so if we've been saved by the grace of God, and I already said 
We've been anointed with the Holy Ghost. We've got the Holy Ghost dwelling down in our soul. And by that same Holy Ghost, we can be witnesses of all these things. And that's the only way we can. Now, I've read, I've read this Bible all the way through, and some of it hundreds of times probably. And, uh, but sometime, every once in a while, did you ever, did you ever read something or, or somebody say something about the Bible and, and the devil jump in here and say, that's impossible? Or did you ever have did you ever have the devil come along and say you ain't never been saved? There ain't nothing to that. You better quit. I couldn't tell you how many times. But then the, that same spirit come along and witnessed down in here that what what I've got's a real thing. And what this is talking about is the real thing. And we can we can witness. When God allows us to, when the Spirit allows us to, when the Spirit moves in our life, we can, t we can tell about the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus, and that Spirit witnesses that because He was there. Anybody got anything? So we're His witnesses. Him God raised up the third day and shoot him openly. So he he died, was buried, and on the third day got up. And uh, the world tried to downplay that. They they tried to say, well, his disciples stole him away, and that. I believe the Bible said in one place that that's saying still common today. There's still people saying, well, his disciples stole him away. If you, <clears throat> if you ever get saved, of course, that's a fine line, I guess, but if you ever get saved, you will know it for a fact. Albert Smith said one time, he's preaching, he said, if, if you, when you believe in Jesus enough till you know it, God will save you. And uh, so God, uh, the morning, and, and God delivered the faith so I'd be able to believe. The morning preacher Ash preached the gospel to me, that was real. I'd heard it hundreds of times before that, and it, it hadn't made no much effect on me. I mean, I looked up to them preachers. I thought they were something else. Great guys. But the morning, the morning God spoke to me, it tore my playhouse down. I seen I was lost, and I was on my way to hell. And I knew, I knew right then, he preached out of the 16th chapter, I believe the 16th chapter of Matthew, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And, and he preached around that some too, but that was real. 
and it's been real ever since. I come to Jesus that morning, he saved me, and I've been saved ever since. Ain't, ain't always been in fellowship, ain't always been as close as I needed to be, but I've been saved. Regardless of the, how many times the devil tried to get in here and say, well, there ain't nothing to that. The Bible said, and that's talking about this mind right here, the carnal mind's not subject to the laws of God, neither indeed can be. You can't understand God in here. You can't understand salvation up here. It's, it's down here, and you have to get the understanding through the Holy Spirit, and that comes down here because the Holy Spirit ain't in this thing up here. He, God saved my soul, and he gave me power with his help over this thing here. And he told me to lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, sat down at the right hand of the Father. And uh, I don't know if I quoted that exactly right, but uh, if, if we want to if we want to do our job, we need to look to Jesus for the leadership. Anybody got anything? So God raised him up the third day. Not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before of God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And they... They were, like he said, they ate and drank with him. They communed with him. <laughs> Every one of us, if we've been saved by the grace of God, we've communed with him too. We know he's alive. And uh, sometimes, sometimes we kind of get at a distance and get a little low and, and the devil's kick us around a little but when God's spirit moves you know you know it's real and he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of quick and dead and he told the disciples, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And he that was believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Now, I want everybody, I hope everybody here understands this. Water baptism never did save anybody. John the Baptist told them people, he's down, when he was down to the river baptizing, he said, I indeed baptize you with water, but there cometh one after me whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear, he'll baptize you with the fire and the Holy Ghost. So when you get saved, you get baptized down in your soul with the fire and the Holy Ghost. That's salvation. Then we, then we get baptized in the baptistry, or I, like I was baptized in the river, 
But wherever you get baptized in the water, that's, that's the doorway into the physical church. And that's following the command of Jesus. And uh, that's showing to the world what's happened down on the inside. So Jesus is a judge, and judgment begins at the house of the Lord. And, and if the gospel goes out this morning, and I'm, I'm almost positive it's going to, I could say positive and probably be right. Uh, and that's, that's not because of the confidence I've got in Terry Brock. I've I got all kinds of confidence in him that he'll do what God wants him to. But sometimes we, we, can, we can do our job or think we are. We put all the effort in it we can and still fail for one reason or another. But I was praying this morning for the service today, and the Lord let me get a hold of heaven. So I believe, I believe he's going to give us a good service. That's where that thought, well, I always come looking for a good service anyway, but if I can, I, I, ever since I got saved, if I could pray for something and get a hold of heaven, I'll look for it. And I ain't bragging on me, I'm bragging on my master. Anybody got anything? So he commanded us to preach to the people. That's why, and, and we're just following Jesus. The church is still following Jesus. To him give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sin. To him, that's, that's going back to what I said a while ago about Isaiah and all them people back then, to, to him giveth all the prophets witness. The first, first verse of the first chapter of Hebrews tells about that. He, the prophets talking to the, speaking to the fathers. Now, I can't quote it exactly, but So he give, he give the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believes in him shall receive remission of sin. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. And when I keep going back to the morning I got saved, and, and that Holy Ghost fell on me. God let me know by the Holy Spirit that I was lost and I was going to hell. And that same Holy Spirit took all that fear out of there when I come to Jesus and, and gave me a hope of eternal life. And I left, I left church that morning, and I've said this hundreds of times, walking on the clouds. I'd never, I'd never been in that place before. That's been 
I don't know, 65 years ago, something like that, 66, somewhere in there. But I've, I've, been, I've been up that same place a whole lot of times since then. God, and, and if, we, if we get this fellow out of the way and humble our hearts, he'll take us to that same spot any time that we, that we get ready to go. When we can lay aside all the things that, that get in our way here and trust in Jesus and look to humble our lives and look to him, he'll lift us up. And uh, everybody here understands all about that, I know. So while Peter yet spake these words of holy, and they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also the, was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Bible said he that, and this is in Romans, I got it wrote down there. I could I could look and tell you where, but it don't matter. It's in Romans. No, no, it's in Titus, I believe. I I'd have to look. Anyway, it don't matter. It's in the Bible. It said he that hath not the Spirit of Christ is none of his. So if you if you say people didn't have the Spirit back before Pentecost. Then they wasn't. If they didn't have the spirit, they wasn't his. And if they didn't have the spirit, then they're still not his, unless they got saved somewhere along the line. Everybody that's ever been saved, and I'm going all the way back to Adam. Everybody that's ever been saved received a gift of the Holy Ghost. What I was talking about when I'm quoted Elihu a while ago. He said, there's a spirit in a man, and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. And that's, that's in, according to some people, that's in the oldest book in the Bible. And uh, and it, it's astonishing sometimes. When people get saved, did you ever did you ever pray for somebody for years and years and years and think, well, they just ain't no hope. They ain't, they ain't going to do it. And then all of a sudden, some morning or night, they come and get saved. It's almost the same way, almost astonishing. And uh, and I've got a lot of people that's coming to this church right now that I've been praying for ever since I was a teenager probably. And they still ain't moved. And I'd love nothing better than to see every one of them come at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, 
I've had several that I've prayed for like that. Junior was one of them. Arnold, Arnold Neal was another one. Oakley Webb was one. And uh, I actually thought Oakley was using me to, me and him lived pretty close together. We was friends. And he seen me do something one time that wasn't right. And I figured he was holding that against me it's the reason he wasn't getting saved. And I was working nights at General Motors, and we was having a revival. And uh, I worked I worked off by myself, so uh, run a sand muller, mixed molding sand, had a great big bin up over the machine, stairs going up there. About church time every night, I went to the top of that bin and got on my knees and prayed. And then when, as soon as I get home at night, I ask Imogene who got saved. And they, they was somebody getting saved about every night. Good revival. Best revival I was ever in. And I only got to attend it two or three nights. But one night I come home, she said, Oakley got saved. And every time I think about that, I get a blessing. Because I thought I was standing in his way. And uh, But God, God will answer our prayers. Now, it's up to, I'm going to have to quit. It's up to our people whether they get saved or not. God's not going to force them. As much as I want people to get saved... And I can pray for it right out of my heart just